Hey, everybody. If you'd like to help us with this podcast, there are several different ways you can do that. One is to leave us a review. Another is to click subscribe. Um, You can share any episodes you particularly enjoy on social media for new listeners to hear. And also check out the show notes for where you can follow us because we'll be posting updates as this experiment continues to grow. So thanks for listening. Yeah, so for all of the albums, um, our budget's been so small. Uh, for Romans, we, we didn't have any budget, uh, meaning that my, we were just we were paying for it out of our own pocket just because we, we believed in this ministry so much. And so we had to do everything as inexpensively as possible, as DIY as possible. And so working in Res Life, my, uh, we, I knew where uh, empty dorm rooms were and mattresses weren't being used. So the, the, the process we came up with, um, we talked to my boss and all that, those people about it as well, but um, we're just getting mattresses and we built what we call a mattress fort, um, which was just a big rectangular box, which mattresses enclosing everything to create a dead space. And uh, we only had one microphone for Romans and it was just this little cheapo microphone, probably not as good as the one I'm even talking on right now. And we just we recorded everything single track, one at a time, and layered everything on top of each other, uh, just because that's all we all we could do. And then with the help of a, a brilliant mixer, uh, a guy named Dewey, um, we were able to, to piece all these together. So, but for all of these albums, we've we've gotten more mac- microphones since Romans, but we still do it one instrument at a time, um, inside a fort of mattresses. <laughs> over the course of about two months um, because again it's, it's while working full time other things so we're just finding little pockets of, of time to do that um, but with all musicians that I've gotten to know over the course of my time here in Jackson and um, yeah what I've learned from it and if there's any aspiring creatives out there is don't let the lack of professional equipment prevent you from making art you know you don't have mm. to have the nicest thing on Sweetwater's website or anything like that. It's just, just kind of got to do it and, um, you know, be a good steward of what you, what you have. And uh, because I think if we had had that perspective of we have to do this in Nashville with a professional studio, I mean, it would cost us hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And um, yes, it would have been better, but we would have, you know, we would have just spent way more money than we, we had. And, um, so it's uh, stewardship is very important to us as a ministry um, for all the the profit that we make or other donations we receive. We, we want to use everything well, and so we're committed to recording everything as inexpensively as possible. But also, we wanting to achieve this as much as we can moving forward. This level of professionalism, and because we want our art to you know to, to be captured as, as well as it can. What do you think that young men need, just based on what you've seen? What are they hungry for? Well, I don't know what they're hungry for, but maybe I can talk about what they need. <laughs> okay. So the, those two might not be the same thing. <laughs> they might not be. Okay. <laughs> they need an idea of becoming men. Okay. Which is you need to think about vocation and job. Okay. You need to think about getting married. Uh, now, I'd say young, many young men want that, 
they particularly want sex, whether they get married or not. But I would say uh, marriage is something that we desire. Uh, men tend to be a little bit sh- shy, I think, about uh, talking to women, particularly at union here. Why do you uh, think that is? I don't know. I don't know. They're, maybe they're nervous about the, the, the vocational part of it and the, the marriage part the of it. The responsibility? The responsibility. The responsibility. And it is a responsibility. So we need to think about becoming men. Uh, yeah, to find to find your place in the workforce, to yes. find someone to settle down with. Yes. That requires a level of intentionality. Yes, exactly. It's not this, exactly stories you can tell in the pulpit, well, yeah. I guess. This, so, is, right? this is what comes from how many years as a missionary? <laughs> 20, over 20-something, 20 yeah. Man. Were you on the trip where Ben Williams put a sword on the very oh, top of his. Yes. <laughs> okay. So this is post 9 11, right? Because uh-huh. we've all learned you don't carry a sword in your carry on, <laughs> right? <clears throat> We're coming back from Ethiopia. He bought an FR sword. And uh, we arrive in London, and there is a flight that's like three hours earlier than the flight that we're <clears> going to take home. And we're just ready to be home. So the guy says, oh, yeah, mate, if you'd like to catch that early flight, I'll just pull your bags, and you can just take them, you know, run to the other terminal and go through security and all that. What we, what we had failed to realize is that Ben had a sword in his <laughs> checked bag, right? So we're going to check his bags at the gate, not realizing we're going to have to go back through security because we're going through a different terminal. And as we get up to the security <clears throat> station putting all of our bags up there, and there's a, a Sikh guy, you know, the guys that wear the turbans. They're not Muslim. They're Sikh, right? And so he's he's just kind of sitting there like half awake, half asleep. <laughs> the bags are going across. He's watching the monitor and stuff. And then his eyes just got like bug eye, And he goes, oh, my goodness, you must be kidding me. <laughs> he starts making a backward and forward and backward and forward. He goes, look at this. There is a sword in this bag. This must be a joke. <laughs> and I'm thinking, Ben Williams, you moron. You try, you try to carry a sword through security? <laughs> so not only did we miss that flight, we almost missed the other Second, flight. Oh, yeah. so. oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think podcasts fit into all this? Wow, that's a great question. Um, because they're kind of unique in yeah. the span of options right now. They are. I, I think, um, so So let me say what I think is good about them, at least potentially. Uh, and, I, and this is going to sh- reflect my bias as a philosopher. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a fan of dialogue. Um, this is old, right? This is Socrates. This, this goes back deep in the roots of the history of Western philosophy. And, and I tend to think that, um, that dialogue, conversation, um, is, is the, the way in which, um, truth is discovered. Um, let's, let's talk about this together. I, I think there's something sort of deep there that's related to the nature of God as triune, and the way that which truth manifests itself. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. And I think um, 
one of the things I like about podcasts is that um, it isn't just simply um, one person or one entity who's simply transmitting information. Um, it's, it's in fact a real live uh, conversation between people, at least insofar as the, the particular podcast has that form. Sure. Um, and a lot of them do. And a lot of them do. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's good. I think there's something good about that. Um, I think that what's challenging about it is the same thing that's challenging about writing. Um, okay. And that is that as soon as you have recorded it, <laughs> um, it almost becomes something else. Yeah. And, and then what begins to happen with it is that it, it becomes an artifact in future conversations that others will have in the same way that writing does, right? So Paul writes a letter to the church of Corinth, or Paul writes a letter to the church of Ephesus. Paul writes a letter to the Thessalonians. That's a dialogue, actually, right? There's, there's something that's living and happening there. But now we're reading those letters. Yeah, um, and, yeah. and, and something different is happening now with the way we read those letters than what was happening in terms of the conversation that Paul was having with Corinth when they asked him questions and he answered them back. And we only hear one part of that ongoing discussion that probably took months. That's right. That's right. And the same, so, so the same sort of risk or the same sort of danger is going to be present here with a podcast, right? Um, you and I are, are trying to have a conversation together and, um, and, 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 then, and, and you're going to record that, you're going to package it, you're going to put it out there, and it will only be, first of all, a snapshot of the fact that you've been a student of mine, and so we've had opportunity for prior exchanges that no one will sort of have as part of that framework. Right. Um, and people also won't have access to even the living dynamics, right, the eye contact that you and I have right now. <laughs>